Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Closing schools in the spring likely saved 40,000 lives, according to one study. Joe Biden's healthcare platform moves beyond just expanding the ACA. And the pandemic has been a boon for home-based healthcare companies. All that and more coming up on this episode of Just Healthcare Daily. It's Thursday, July 30th, and I'm Alex Olkin with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. The debate over whether schools should reopen is intensifying as we near the scheduled start of the school year. President Trump has called for all schools to open for in-person classes and even threatened to withhold funding from districts that don't. The federal government has designated 21 states in a red zone, meaning they have more than 100 new COVID-19 cases per 100,000 people as of the last week. Some worry opening schools could worsen outbreaks. Wednesday, a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association found the six weeks that almost all schools closed in the spring may have saved more than 40,000 lives. Results varied across states, and researchers took into account other lockdown measures that states implemented. The key takeaway, communities where schools closed earlier had lower prevalence of COVID-19 and lower associated deaths. Some experts warn about relying on these numbers too closely because it's hard to separate the effects of school closures from other shelter-in-place measures that many communities took. Colleges and universities are faced with the same decisions. A New York Times analysis of public universities and private schools that either are part of an elite group of research universities or compete in Division I sports found that more than 6,300 cases are tied to universities over the course of the pandemic. Because there aren't uniform reporting requirements for universities, the Times says this is likely an undercount. The American Academy of Pediatrics said earlier this summer the importance of school in a child's life is well documented and that schools should aim to have students physically present. But the AAP cautioned this decision shouldn't be made against guidance from public health experts who may be dealing with widespread outbreaks in certain communities. Some studies and recent data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention finds that really young children seem to be less severely impacted by COVID-19. But other research suggests that kids older than 10 have been infected at similar rates to adults in some places. Of course, the question about opening schools doesn't just revolve around whether the kids will get sick, but whether it could increase community spread to teachers or relatives. 
The Kaiser Family Foundation found about a quarter of teachers have a condition that puts them at a higher risk of serious illness from COVID. And about 7% or 4.1 million school-age kids live with seniors 65 or older, a population that accounts for the vast majority of coronavirus-related deaths. Democratic presidential candidate former Vice President Joe Biden is trying to strike a balance with his health care platform, building on the Affordable Care Act while not alienating the most progressive wing of the party that wants to see Medicare for all. Earlier this month, Biden released his health care plan, and much of it wasn't surprising. A continued build on the ACA. But as the Biden campaign told Politico, this time he'll fight for all the components of the law that Congress wouldn't pass the first time like a public option, which would compete with marketplace plans and employer-sponsored coverage, and offering premium-free coverage to people in states that did not expand Medicaid. Biden said he would reinstate taxes the Trump administration removed to provide more subsidies and make coverage on the exchange more affordable. As Biden said during a socially distant conversation with former President Obama last week, he's modeling the expansion of the ACA on how other government programs have grown. It's like Social Security when it was first passed. That's exactly right. Social Security was first passed was this narrow. Very narrow. Social Security now And you kept on building it up. Kept building it out. Making it better. Biden is now more progressive in his health policies than prior to the pandemic. Before, he mostly talked about restoring and defending the ACA and containing burgeoning health care costs. He's now backing a plan to lower the Medicare eligibility age from 65 to 60, which could include another 23 million people. And under his plan, low-income Americans who lose their jobs and don't qualify for Medicaid would be auto-enrolled in the public option plan. Biden has continued to refuse to back Medicare for all. Public opinion polls from May show there is more support among Democrats and Republicans for a public option than Medicare for all. The pandemic has been a boon for virtual and home-based care, even among the country's oldest residents. During the first six months of this year, half of all primary care visits by traditional Medicare beneficiaries were virtual. That's according to new data from the Department of Health and Human Services. Fee-for-service Medicare had some of the strictest rules around telehealth reimbursement, so the use of the care modality pre-pandemic was really low, at one-tenth of one percent. Other kinds of remote care options have also become much more attractive since the pandemic, as people don't want to be in healthcare facilities and risk catching COVID-19. Home-based medical care company Landmark Health reported a 33% increase in demand for its services. Landmark works mainly with Medicare Advantage patients who are older and have multiple chronic conditions. Dr. Michael Lee, Landmark's chief medical officer, told Health Leaders Media the company forecast revenue will increase 230% this year. Healthcare companies are betting it's not just seniors who will adopt and benefit from virtual care. Insurer Humana just announced a $100 million investment in home health startup Heal. This will allow Heal to expand its remote monitoring, telemedicine, and telepsychiatry business into Chicago, Houston, and North Carolina, and serve commercial and individual marketplace consumers as well as Medicare Advantage members. And now, more and more hospitals are offering hospital-level care at home. Over the past few months, Adventist Health, Mayo Clinic, and Intermountain Healthcare have all launched hospital-at-home programs. Health systems are revisiting the model for the COVID-19 era to both address emerging consumer demand for care outside the hospital setting and achieve the longer-term goals of providing flexible, lower-cost, acute care capacity. 
taking a look at healthcare stocks, insurer Anthem's profits doubled in the second quarter year over year as healthcare utilization plummeted. On this news, shares of the company were up 6.2 percent. For-profit hospital operator Community Health Systems was up 9.2 percent after reporting $70 million in second quarter profits, buoyed by the $448 million in the CARES Act funding. The broader sector was up 1.1 percent at the end of the trading day Wednesday. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.